Northwest Prime, bringing Seattle to the world and the world to Seattle. I'm your host, Lori Ness, a soldier on the front line of the mainstream. You can listen to this and other shows at northwestprime.com and be sure to stay with Seattle Wave Radio 24-7-365 for more great music and interviews. We're starting a movement of kindness and we want you to join us. Let's get this show started. Long as I live, I'm on a breeze, rebel. Long as I live. 
right, that was Breathe Rebel by uh, by Sweet Kiss Mama. And I just wanted to say that my favorite default genre is Southern Rock. So I am thrilled that there is a Southern Rock band in the final four of the Jam and Challenge at Seattle Wave Radio uh, has um, – playing off on November 16th at the Hard Rock Cafe downtown in Seattle. So I have Jeff from Sweet Kiss Mama with me right now. And Jeff, welcome. And I am absolutely a huge fan of your music. Oh, thank you very much, Lori. I appreciate you digging what we do. Oh, ab- absolutely. I love, like, the Almond Brothers, uh, the, the band, um, CCR, Leonard Skinner, and so... I think a lot of people might not realize that, that you can find that style of music in Seattle. Well, you know, it's funny. We didn't know we could find that style of music in Seattle. We we started playing about, oh, maybe five years ago or so, started playing out. And we uh, initially were a group of guys that were playing, you know, gosh, two, three Sunday services, Wednesday night services. We were uh, we were guys just playing in a church band. And we thought, you know what, let's uh, – Let's try and write some of our own stuff, some, you know, definitely more rock and nothing, nothing wrong with the, uh, the gospel, the spirituals we played uh, at church. But we thought, man, let's, let's write some, uh, some of our own stuff with some uh, uh, decidedly different tones and themes of what we wanted to do. So I uh, started playing out, and, and uh, you know, people came up. First, first couple of shows were like, man, you guys are really good, but we really like those southern rock numbers you guys are doing. And we kind of looked at each other like, what are they talking about? Well, it you know, only took a few, uh, a few thoughts, a few conversations to figure out, okay. So, you know, we grow up playing this real specific style of music. It's bound to bleed into what we do. And, uh, you know, we don't really fight it much anymore in terms of when we write. We're just like, let's just go with the melodies that we know or we feel that go great with the song. And it turns out that's the, uh, that's the style that comes out when we, uh, when we play what we do. So, lucky well, for me and lucky for I was going to say, just lucky for me and then lucky for so many other people who, who, who love that that, you know, powered southern rock kind of a, a, a sound. Yeah, we, we definitely enjoy it. Now, that was Breathe Rebel. Can you tell me a little bit about that song? Yeah, I think uh, uh, for me, it started with the melody, the, uh, you know, Mama Didn't Raise No Fool and, and, and Daddy uh, Never Ran From Trouble. And I, I thought I was writing kind of a Motown style of song when I, I kind of play it, you know, play the you know, chords around it and kind of sing it to myself. I thought, man, this really, you know, it was almost like a Papa Was a Rolling Stone is kind of the way it felt to me. And, um, you know, I must have had that melody I was singing for a good, you know, six months or so. Uh, who I, we do, do most of the writing together for the band. Aaron came in with a riff one week. He's like, hey, why don't you, uh, he says, I got this new riff. See if you have anything for it. I said, man, are you kidding me? I've been trying to get you to put something to this, this melody for months. So anyway, sort of uh, serendipitous that we, uh, you know, he just happened to have a riff that just happened to work with that melody. And really thematically, it's just kind of a, you know, the thought being that, you know, my where we come from, you know, kind of in, uh, in rural Washington state, it's just there's a mentality of, you know, kind of taking care of your own business. So, you know, my, uh, you know, uh, Daddy never ran from trouble, and my mom didn't raise a fool, so I kind of know how to handle my own business, and so that was kind of where I, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> kind of ran with that. So if it's a little, it sounds a little uh, like we're we're pumping our chests a bit. It's maybe not necessarily it, but just saying, hey, you know, uh, this is this is where we come from. This is what we do. Well, I think a lot of people can can relate to that. <laughs> I hope so. Can you? <laughs> Can you tell us um, a little bit about the band in general, how many members there are, and how long you guys have been together? Yeah, we, uh, um, I mentioned Aaron Arnold, the guitar, lead guitar, and, and myself, I sing and play guitar, and uh, a little bit of harmonica when they let me. Um, been playing for about five years now. I started with uh, five guys total in the band. 
but as uh, you know, as, as uh, relationships go and, and, and life goes, guys moved on to, to other things, and, and you know, some of the guys just kind of got out of music altogether. But um, brought the uh, our original bass player was my little brother. He came uh, uh, just as we were starting to kind of gel as a band and start playing, uh, start playing out. He moved back up here after being in the military for a few years. Uh, was our original bassist, um, and he left for a number of years, and now he's been back for the last year again. So uh, he's with us. Jeremy's his name, and then a guy by the name of Jimmy Hughes. Uh, plays drums for us, and he was, uh, gosh, when we were kids in, in high school, he was in all the cool bands that we'd go see at, like, the rec center on the weekends and stuff, and, uh, you know, unbeknownst to us, years later, as we're talking about, you know, he's a, a friend of the band, and we'd, we'd played with his other bands, and uh, as we're sitting and talking, it turns out that his, uh, our very first show ever at this little dive bar out in Lakewood near us, uh, he was uh, he was one of the other bands in the bill, he was in one of them, so it was just kind of nice to come around full circle to a guy that we've known since we were kids, and uh, just kind of really grounded out what we do. Uh, musically, and uh, there's probably a couple of, of auxiliary members. I, I, I would say my wife Kim, we uh, she sings harmony vocals. Uh, we try to get her out there as, as much as we can. So she's probably 99% of the shows we do, she gets uh, with us at least, at least locally in the Northwest. She's with us, uh, and then we've got a couple of guys that sit in on keys with us. Um, uh, Dan Walker, uh, and then um, oh gosh, I, I'm totally blown. It's Vicky Martinez, key player, sits in with us too, and I cannot think of. Uh, shoot, he's going to kill me too. Hopefully, he doesn't hear this interview. I'll remember it later, though. <laughs> but he will be with us. He'll be with us at the Hard Rock on the 16th. Oh, it's killing me. He's going to be angry. But anyway, so uh, we've got a couple auxiliary or a few auxiliary members as well. But the bulk of uh, bulk of what we play is the four of us. So, how, how many will, will be in total there? Then rocking it out on the 16th at the Hard Rock. It sounds like quite, We're quite bring... a good group you have, though. Yeah, well, we'll have we'll have you um, uh, definitely key player be with us, and then my wife sing. Well, so we'll have a, a total of six of us, and that's uh, that's a lot of noise. So we can we can certainly make it just us. Well, it's really going to be a fun night. I'm really looking forward to to the music. I mean, it's going to be a great night for Seattle music, and it just shows the depth of the talent pool in Seattle. And I, again, I'm just I'm so happy that this genre of music is is being represented and and uh, is, you know, obviously you guys are really, really good, as we heard by, by Breathe Rebel, and we're going to play some more music here as we go along. But um, that alone would make it enjoyable for me. And then just all the other depth of talent uh, that, that's going to be there, too. Uh, Sophia, I, I talked to her yesterday. She's just amazing from Whidbey Island, um, completely different from, from what you guys do, but wonderful, you know, in, in what she does do. Uh, Down Goes Frazier, the, the same thing. They, you know, they're more classic rock, but very good. And so I, I really feel like that everyone, of course, we have Melissa from Seeing Blind coming on next. But there's all these different genres of music, and it's really the best that we have to offer from those genres being represented. So it's really going to be an absolutely a fun night. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. I tell you, that if, if, if folks aren't familiar with with Seattle music scene, uh, you're going to get some uh, bands from all you know all corners of it. And it's nice to see that that's represented. It's not you know for uh, you know Seattle real indie sounding bands or for sing, singer songwriters out of Seattle. It's for uh, distinctly different bands that are really going to come and, and represent a you know a great great chunk of some some great music. Absolutely, yep, I completely agree. One of the songs, um, I, I think the the one that you submitted um, that uh, um, for for the uh, for the uh, Jam and Challenge to to be judged was "Get Some Love," and I wanted you to, uh, to tell us a little bit about that because that is also another really great song. 
Oh, thank you very much. That actually just won the uh, NWME uh, Northwest Music Experience Award for um, uh, 2013 for the best uh, classic slash alt rock song. Rock song, and I'm not certain if we're classic or alt rock, but either way, we were uh, certainly appreciative of the uh, of the honor. It's, uh, it was a it was a nice uh, a nice evening of, of uh, seeing a bunch of great bands at that award ceremony, and it was certainly nice to you know to be recognized with that. Um, the song itself lyrically is is kind of more. Uh, I, more tongue-in-cheek than anything else. I, you know, the the, uh, the chorus of I've, I've got to get some love, I, I, you know, it starts out with the verse that I'm a man with a need and you know it. It's kind of this real, oh, I don't know, bravado kind of like, you know, uh, almost making fun of an attitude that I see in a lot of, you know, certainly a lot of guys at shows, but just a lot of guys in general, just out and about in the scene and, you know, kind of, you know, <laughs> um, really – really desperate for whatever it is that they're looking for. So it was kind of me kind of poking fun at some friends of mine and, and still kind of, uh, you know, trying to write a good song at the same time. Mm-hmm. Are you still there? Oh, yeah, I'm still here. Oh, yeah, okay. It sounded like it dropped there for for just a second. Oh, sorry about that. No, I, I wish there was more depth to that song. I, I think musically it has one of my favorite parts. We, we've got an album that uh, – that we've released locally, haven't released online or, or in Europe quite yet, but um, uh, of the entire album that's, that's due out here called The Reckoning is Coming, that is, has one of my favorite musical pieces on it, on Get Some Love, where there's kind of this breakdown, where there's uh, you know real nice soft organ piece, and there's the harmonies with Kim and with Aaron, and there's some congas kind of kick in, and it's funny that one of my favorite pieces on the album doesn't include me, or maybe it's not funny, maybe it's more telling than anything else, but um, anyway, that's on the, that song, I'll Get Some Love, when I break down, I hope people uh, enjoy it as much as I do. Where's the best place, Jeff, for people to go to find your music now and, and go ahead and, and download it or, or you know and, and buy it and, and, and get it on their playlist now? What, you know, we're, we're, iTunes is certainly a great place to start if you, if you like the digital stuff. Um, you can get hard copies certainly off of CD Baby. Um, the new album uh, that I mentioned, The Reckoning is Coming, isn't out quite yet, uh, but if you get on the CD Baby, our first album called Revival Rock is on there. Uh, and Revival Rock, uh, really, we released in 2010 with not a lot of fanfare or um, really it was a group of five guys just pulling our money together to make an album because we thought, you know, hey, you know, if we're going to be a band, we should probably do do we do the best we can to get something out there. Uh, released it on CD Baby, and within about three months, it was their number one selling roots rock and southern rock album, both of those subgenres. Um, at one point after about six months, it was the number two selling rock album overall on CD Baby. And I don't know if you or your listeners are familiar with CD Baby, but it's about a quarter of a million artists and artists use it. Um, a huge, huge source. We actually uh, made it in the top ten in sales overall twice over the course of that first year. Really, really proud of that album. It just for us was was amazing that we that, that just a group of guys from the you know the, the hills of uh, of Washington State could could put together an album, put it online, and it just uh, really did better than we ever could have imagined. We're really, really proud of that one. Oh, there's there's no doubt. In fact, um, I was on CD Baby earlier today getting some music, and um, I'm going to go back and I'm going to grab that that album now that that you told me that that's where it's at. I'm I'm making a note as you're telling me that, so I'm going to head over to CD Baby because we're done tonight, and I'm going to download that because just a, a absolutely big fan of the music. 
Well, thank you very much. And you know, that the new album we're we're, uh, we're looking to release. Uh, we have it locally already. Uh, European distributors will get it here uh, in the next probably month, month and a half, and then we'll uh, we'll do a full press on the uh, going state side as well. But uh, just uh, to tell you the quick story on that that next album. So I mentioned the first album did really well for us. Mentioned us uh, or uh, submitted one of the songs called Strange Fire uh, into a songwriting contest being held by John Carter Cash. Uh, son of, of Johnny and June, mm-hmm. uh, and we made the finals of it. Uh, made the finals, but we did end up winning. Uh, but one of the judges was a guy by the name of Ken Coomer, uh, who was a uh, very uh, founding member of the band Wilco. I'm, I'm sure you're familiar with. Um, mm-hmm. uh, he was the longtime drummer for Wilco. Uh, anyway, sent us a message, said, "Hey, I heard your song. I'm curious if you'd want to work with me." Um, and we ended up going down uh, December of last year and spending a week down in Nashville with him uh, doing this new album. Um, Really, as proud as we are the first one, we are exceptionally proud of this one as well. Uh, and actually, a guy by the name of Richard Dodd, who uh, may or may not be familiar with, is a Grammy-winning producer and engineer um, for his work with Tom Petty and Dilbert McClinton and the Dixie Chicks, uh, did the mastering for us. And so it sounds just amazing. We're really excited to get that one out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, John Carter Cash, you know, a lot of people m- might not realize, but, but he is very musical, and he... You know, obviously he comes from you know very musical uh, family, Johnny Cash and June mm-hmm. Carter Cash. But but he himself is is musical and and has a band and and has remained very active in the music scene in the Nashville area. Yeah, yeah, Roseanne too. I know I've, I've seen her uh, do quite a bit of mm-hmm. stuff. Mhm. Do, do do you think that you would have to move to Nashville? Would would that be your next step, or do you think that you can do what you do and 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 accomplish what you want to accomplish and stay in Washington? That's a great question. We've got actually a, a couple buddies that moved down there recently. Actually, you, you, if you watch The Voice at all, um, uh, there's a, a gentleman out of the area up here who's, uh, um, who's doing pretty well on that and is bringing a, shining a pretty good light up here. Vicky Martin did the same thing. Uh, it was mm-hmm. it kind of made her fame. Uh, not that that's the path that we're going to take. I don't imagine I'll ever go on The Voice anytime soon, but I, I hope that it's possible to do it from, uh, from mm-hmm. where we are. Um, you know, I think of like Macklemore, how you mentioned you were, you were at his concert here uh, mm-hmm. uh, in Spokane. He died of the Seattle area. I mean, this isn't a hotbed for rap of the Pacific Northwest, but, you know, certainly someone that struck a chord with a lot of people. So, you know, we hope <laughs> we can do it and, and still stay close to our family and friends. But if it takes a move, we're, we're certainly open to whatever. Sure. Yeah, I've had Vicki Martinez on the show, and um, I'm a huge, huge reality TV junkie when it comes to, like, all of those music shows. I watch them all, so I know exactly who you're talking about. I'm, you know, I'm ready for the live votes coming up. I'm going to be voting, voting, oh, voting. Well, Austin Jenks. So, I, didn't, I didn't mention his name, but Austin Jenks, I'm sure you recognize from yeah. being from uh-huh. the Marvel I, I, I know exactly. I absolutely love Austin. <laughs> and Stephanie, too. And actually, he, Stephanie and Johnson, we, we played mm-hmm. quite, play quite a bit well over here. Seattle was actually well represented on The Voice. We had a lot of people make it to the battle rounds from from Seattle. In fact, I tweeted that out one night. I'm like, it's like all Seattle tonight. Yay. So I was really thrilled. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, well, even like Philip Lomax, I think that was a few years ago maybe. But, I mean, another guy from Seattle area, it's like, man, there's – People are gonna have to start recognizing, you know, maybe maybe there's like a second wave of Seattle bands out there. I mean, there's certainly a, a good indie scene, but man, there's just some all styles. There's a lot of just great, great music. Oh, it's it's the, the, the it's like I said earlier. You know, the depth of the talent is so deep in in Seattle. And uh, yeah, I've had Philip on. He's a friend of mine. Yeah, in fact, I've had him on a couple times, and he's gonna be there actually on the 16th. He's gonna he's gonna be oh, there. Cool. He's gonna be a guest um, on the 16th. So uh, talk to him about coming down. He's gonna do that. But 
and, and that's what I was trying to say, you know, um, when I was tweeting out that night, I'm like, this is what we've been telling you. There's so much talent in Seattle that we've about taken over the voice. You know, I mean, we, we could just run that whole show with Seattle talent um, and have a absolutely wonderful um, series just of, of, of Seattle music. In fact, if there's a producer listening, you ought to just come do the voice Seattle and we could really put out some great music. <laughs> We don't need anyone else. Seriously. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> now, the, the song that I'm going to play next, Jeff, I, I want you to set that up for us before I let you go because this is a really good one, too. It's called Dirty Uncle Deezer. And I downloaded this one today, and we I, I played it for my husband who who just uh, gotten home, and, uh, and we, we had some fun with with, with, uh, with that song and, and Breathe Rebel, but, but – um, I don't know. For some reason, we we were uh, learning the lyrics and singing along with Dirty Uncle Deezer. <laughs> yeah. well, I, I don't know why. That, that, yeah. <laughs> well, that that song actually there's there's a there's a real Uncle Deezer out there. There's a guy by the name of Deezer Hooch who's a friend of ours. Uh, actually, Spencer Tom is, Tom's is his name, and I'm sure you just appreciate me sharing that. But his, uh, his stage name is Deezer Hooch, and he sang for a band called Astro Van out of Seattle uh, and now sings for a band called Martha Dump Truck. But he is – I, I absolutely love him. He's just – he's a cartoon. He has this crazy long beard and just this incredible stage energy. His eyes – I mean, he's just is completely on fire when he sings. And I thought I, – I wanted to write a song that, that captured kind of the um, – the feel, the swagger that he, that he had when he sang. And so, uh, you know, again, with, with my uh, writing partner, Aaron, uh, he had this riff, this kind of, uh, it actually started out more of like a, like a heavy downbeat, more of like a, 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 like a metal riff, if that makes sense, like a Metallica kind of a riff. And I said, how about we put it in the pocket? And the second he did it, I thought, okay, this is the song about Deezer. This is the one. So the whole half a gangster and half a pimp and, three-quarter lover and all bad news is kind of describing the swagger that he has when he's on stage. His, his wife's name really is Hannah. I don't know if she was ever a roller skating queen, but she definitely is a, she definitely is real, she's as real as this Deezer is. So anyway, this, this song is just fun. And I remember writing it and I sent him a copy of it. And I said, I said, listen, Deezer, I said, I don't know if you like it or not, but um, if you would take a shot at the outro, the, the na-na-na part, and as folks who listen will hear when we kind of, the band kind of pairs down and we kick them these na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na's, this kind of real playful chorus. Um, that's actually Deezer singing that, and then the rest of us come in in choir form behind him. So you get a, you get a, a you know, I paint a picture of him, and then you get actually hear him in, uh, on the album as well. So that's what we were, uh, that's what we were shooting for. Okay, sounds good. So, Dirty Uncle Deezer. If you're in the Seattle area at all, you've got to come down to the Hard Rock on the 16th of November. Doors open at 7. It only costs $7 to see four of really some of the best talent that we have in Seattle. It's going to be a wonderful, wonderful night. And, Jeff, I'm looking forward to seeing you and the rest of the band there. Um, you know, I, I, I wish you all luck, but the, but the thing is, you guys are, are so great, you don't even need, like, you're just going to get up there and play your hearts out, and it's going to all turn out great, and just really looking forward to it. Well, Lori, thank you very much for saying Thanks for having me on the show as well. We're looking forward to uh, putting on the best rock and roll show we can for you. All right, I will be there. This is Dirty Uncle Deezer, and I, I know everyone's going to enjoy it as much as I do, and we'll be back in just a moment.
mother and all bad news. Not a word for this almost twice a man from the brim of his hat to the horn on his boots. The whole world in the palm of his hand but a big old hole in his heart. Never knowing that just what he needs is a good woman or a back of the star. The DC met his match in a roller skating queen. They had a hoop, she was known to her friends just as beautiful as she was me. She said, Man, why don't you come over here? So he went just as quick as you please. You're gonna do everything that I like, gonna you spend your life on your knees. Or get up and run, Uncle Jesus.
expand that we're going to bring in rounds out the, the final four of the bands that are going to be playing on the 16th at the Hard Rock Cafe in downtown Seattle. $7 to get in. Doors open at 7. Make sure that you're there if you're anywhere in the, near the Seattle area. We're going to um, come back with Seeing Blind, and I'm going to be talking with Melissa, and this is two female power vocals, soul, grit, jazz, rock combo. I'm going to let you listen to Life is Concrete right now, and we're going to get Melissa on the phone, and I'll be back in just a moment. So this is Seeing Blind, Life is Concrete. Be right back.
was Life is Concrete by Seeing Blind. And I am back with Melissa, that power gritty vocalist that you just heard on that song. Thanks, Melissa, for coming on. Yeah, no problem. No problem at all. Thanks for having me. That is a great song. Can can you tell us a, a little bit about how that song came to be? <laughs> you know, I, I never really know. It's just, it just kind of comes to me, the songs, you know. Um, but uh, that one, actually, I wrote that kind of, I guess a little bit of sarcasm in the song, um, just a little bit about city life and and how people how people are. Um, there's a book called The Phantom Tollbooth, and in in The Phantom Tollbooth, uh, it talks about a land um, called the Doldrums, and uh, there's basically like a place where everybody's looking down so much in the city that things start to disappear until there is no city left to look at anymore. So that was kind of um, inspiration for that song. Well, you and Jessica, Jessica's the other part of the of, of the duo. She plays the cello. You guys aren't originally from Seattle, but but you've come to Seattle to pursue the music. Is is, is that how you ended up coming to Seattle? Yeah, yeah. We um, we moved from uh, from Michigan. I had a good friend in Michigan, uh, and he 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 lived here for a while. And he was just like, you know, you, you've got to come out to Seattle. You'll love it here. They'll love you. Uh, you've got to give it a, a shot. So, you know, I thought, why not? I I, I wanted to get away from the snow. So uh, that was one of my motivations, too. <laughs> I cannot blame uh, you for that. that. I am not a snow I, person. <laughs> no, not, I, you know, it's really pretty. I mean, I do miss that. I miss the snow. I miss walking outside, and it's kind of bedazzling, and it's sparkly. And it's, you know, but that only lasts for, like, maybe a minute before all, all the streets get all gooky and, and gross. You know, um, but yeah, I, I've been out here for oh gosh, ten something years, and I love it. I love it here. I love Seattle. Um, you know, I I love living here. It's just it's beautiful. I even love the rain. So. <laughs> you know, there is something magical about the rain. You know, I don't even think about the rain anymore. Um, I I was just over on Whidbey Island for about a week, and it, you know, thinking back, it rained, and and I was telling some people about, it, and they're like, well, wasn't it raining the whole time? I, and I had to think about it. I'm like. Well, I guess it was. I didn't really think about it, actually, but I guess if I have to, you know, if you're making me think about it, I guess it did rain, but, you know, you, you kind of get to where you don't even notice it. Yeah, well, I guess it's like, you know, if you ask somebody in L.A., like, wasn't it sunny all day? Like, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Exactly. Wait, yeah, it was, I guess it was sunny all day and hot and L.A.-ish weather. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You just, you, yeah, I know. You don't even kind of factor that into the to, to the whole thing. It's crazy. Tell us a little bit about Jessica because she is is a celloist, which you don't see all the time. And she came from did did she come from a classical background? Yeah, actually, we both came from a classical background, which I think um, kind of helped unite us. Um, but yeah, um, she play, let's see, I think since she's like nine or something like that, um, started playing the cello. Um, and we met in Michigan and just started playing together. Um, you know, I I kind of started a group a couple of years before and then kind of just stumbled upon her. So, um, yeah, that's the great thing about music, man. It just leads to some wonderful people that that you get to know in life. That is very true. Very true. It's it's amazing, kind of you know, when you meet people that uh, you have a musical connection with like that. Mhm. You know, it 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 just breaks down all the barriers, and it's just it's a great equalizer. It just it can make strangers friends, and 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 it gives you this commonality right off the bat with someone that you know you 
you, you, you might be looking, and then I don't know if I have anything in common with them. And then the music, it just breaks it down, and, you know, you have an instant, an instant friend. Yeah, that's I love that, about that music. works both ways, too. You know, I mean, it's, it, it works on the side, you know, of the musicians, but I think it also works, you know, on the other side, in the audience. I mean, it brings mm-hmm. so many people together, different people together, that maybe they have nothing else in common except that they just really love this music and this experience is happening, and that's pretty beautiful. Exactly, and that's what we're talking about. It's going to happen on the 16th There's at, at the Hard Rock is that we, we have these four different bands, and, and, and they're all very different in their styles, but it's all bringing all of these people together on the 16th at the Hard Rock, and you're just going to be able to enjoy all of this different music. So it's not like you're going to a rock concert or you're going to a folk concert or you're going to, you know, a country or whatever you know it's, it's just music and it's 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 representing all this different genres but it's just at, at the at the end of the day it's just music great music yeah great great local music it, that's what it's all about that definitely um i'm really excited to be a part of this i i'm thrilled that um uh, they've made this made it this far and that's i mean you know i mean you try for it but you know, there's always a little part of you that's like, okay, I'm, I'm preparing if it doesn't happen. So, but it did, and it's it's really exciting. And you know, listening to the um, the other acts that have made it, you know, it's going to be a really good night, a really good solid night of music, and just a really good time. Everybody so far just seems really cool, and you know, in it, you know, for the right reasons, which is to share the experience and to to share their music, and uh, be be a part of something in the local scene, you know, which uh, mm-hmm. which is an awesome music scene um, coming from mm-hmm. you know coming from from Michigan out here was just a, a huge eye-opener. Um, like, wow, you know, there are things happening and there's a community. And so it's something special this year. And I'm proud to be a part there, of it. There, there really is a, a, a great community, and it seems like that everybody's genuinely pulling for one another. Yeah, definitely. And I think even more in the past, like, few years, I've kind of felt it happening. Um, I don't know, just like a little bit of a shift within the community, which is really nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And be- because of that, we've had some great things going on. You know, uh, there's been a lot of talent making it out of the local Seattle scene and into the national and the worldwide scene. And th- yeah. there's just been, you know, the, all, all this uh, camaraderie of, of people generally being happy for their success. Yeah, definitely. But we're greedy. We want more. We we want more of our bands to to experience <laughs> that, that that same success. In fact, if if they only sign Seattle bands, I would. I would be happy, and there would be wonderful, great music out there. One of the songs that, um, that, that you guys have is called Something Real, and I wanted you to tell us a little bit about that one because that one has been a huge fan favorite. Yeah, it, you know, um, that one was, when I wrote it, I, I wanted to write something beautiful. Um, I sat down and I just thought I wanted to write something very beautiful. Um, and I, I didn't really have any idea that it would be as popular as it as it has, but just really, really wonderful feeling as a songwriter, um, just enjoying it and, you know, asking for you to play it at shows and downloading and all that. Um, but, uh, yeah, basically it's uh, just kind of a, a, it's a song that's about just everyday life and how, I mean, what the part of the lyrics are, you know, it, it's it, it's a conversation between two people. It's like, oh, it's good to see you. How are you? Oh, you know, I'm fine, you know, how everybody always kind of says that. And um, you can kind of get stuck in these uh, phrases that you say to people all the time, and they're not really the truth, and you kind of live in this this essentially a lie of what your life is. You can just kind of keep going in this big circle. Um, 
and how basically the chorus breaks into, you know, me wanting something more, something real, you know, instead of just these lines that people say to one another. Um, so that's that's where the song sits. That's where, you know, the seed of the song, where it came out of. Mm-hmm. And I downloaded um, a lot of songs today off of CD Baby. Is is that where you'd like people to go to find your music? Yeah, definitely. Um, and the name of the album is called uh, Let's Paint Our Whole Room With It. And uh, it was actually produced by Mr. Jack and Dino. Um, if you don't know who he is, uh, he's awesome. He did like Nirvana and Soundgarden and all those guys. Amazing producer. Um, and you can go to CD Baby. We're on Amazon and iTunes, all those places. You can also go to seeingblindband.com. And uh, we sell them there as well. And, you know, we're on Facebook and all those Twitter tweets, blah, 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 all, all that stuff, <laughs> et cetera. Yeah. Well, I, I definitely wanted you to talk about the producer of the album because he is very, very notable. Yes, yes. I, I would I would definitely say legendary, uh, really. I mean, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. he's just done so many things, it's, it's ridiculous. Um, it was it was a pleasure to work with him. It really was uh he knows he knows his stuff. He really does, and he's a real guy. I mean, talk about give me something real. That's that's Jack. He's he's just really real, and and that's what I wanted. I wanted somebody who was real. I wanted somebody that saw you know the vision that I had and was was um, there to support it and could bring his experience uh, to the table. And you know, I wouldn't really change anything that happened in the studio. I, I loved every minute of it. Yeah, it's it's a very quality album, really from start to finish, from from the from the first song to the last song. It's just it's just got a lot of depth to it, and it and it uh, it's just you can tell it's just very very well made, um, and and that's again it just re- reflects the kind of music that that's coming out of of Seattle. I mean, the, the artists in Seattle, everybody just takes it very seriously as a profession, as a music business, and and we're just producing fantastic things, and and this is, has been no exception. Yeah, I think. Well, thank you. <laughs> and yes, I agree. I mean, there's I I know choose too many too many musicians to count on both hands and maybe my feet um, that take their music very seriously and I mean you know you gotta laugh at yourself sometimes but I mean there is that that quality of seriousness to the art you know crafting your art to the best of your ability um, well, it, it, and there's it, a drive it seems there. like more musicians are starting to realize that, that that they have to also learn the business end of it as as well as not only just performing, but but there is a, a business end of it that, that comes with it. And it seems like musicians today kind of get that faster maybe than musicians used to, um, that, that they're really understanding this whole social networking thing that's going on and, and selling CDs and selling merch and, and putting out quality music and, and understanding it and, and having your business hat on at the same time. Yeah, I mean – you know, it's interesting because um, I, I think sometimes there's this expectation um, and a stereotype, you know, kind of that, you know, if you if you want to do anything with the business side, then, you know, that's, that's you know, taboo or it's, you know, um, you're selling out or whatever it may be, and then you can't be a true artist if you do that. Um, so maybe, maybe that kind of definition or that box is being uh, broken down a little bit. But I also think that... Um, you know, there's just there's an opportunity to know how to do the business side, um, you know, with technology and then the internet and and opening up so many different avenues for musicians. Um, I think now there's just more knowledge. There's, there's more knowledge of how to do it, how to work it, 
and there's more places to be heard, you know, all these things kind of coming together. Um, I think there's probably a lot of different factors, but one thing is for sure, and that, and that is that it is a very good thing that musicians are becoming knowledgeable about the business side of their craft because it's very important to protect yourself and know how to promote yourself and, and uh, take care of yourself as, as a musician, as an artist. I 100% agree. Um, you know, it, it's just a, a different time. And we saw a lot of musicians that, that came up through the years, you know, 40, 50 years ago. You know, we watched them, you know, we've been aware of them lose their money and, um, and, and be taken advantage of. And so I'm really happy to see that, that, that musicians maybe have kind of learned from that and are taking heed and, and, and becoming more involved. And, and like you said, you know, there's, there's an art to it, but you also kind of have to keep your hat in on, on the business side too and, 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 be, and be smart about it as well. And I'm so happy to, to see that happening because I, I hate to hear those stories. Oh, yeah. No, it hurts, you know, every time you hear it. I mean, I can still remember, I just still remember being, like, a kid and hearing about, I think it was MC Hammer, where he, like, lost, like, everything. I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. it was him. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, yeah. I'm yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, that, even when I was younger, that, that made an impression on me, you know, so. Right. I was just like, oh, really? Wait, wait, he doesn't have anything now? That, that's MC <laughs> Hammer, you know, back then. He was he was a big guy. I was like, what? Exactly. Oh, hammer pants? MC Hammer pants doesn't have anything. This is the exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And so that, you know, we, we always try to tell, you know, young musicians, really try to learn the business end of it, you know, so that you can ride this thing out. And, you know, because it, it is, it's kind of like your baby. Your your music is kind of like your baby, you know. So when you hand your baby off, you know, you, you want it taken care of. And and, and yeah, yeah. You, you, you should receive something for that. Yes. <laughs> That's right, damn it. <laughs> Amen, sister. Amen. <laughs> well, that's why I always tell everybody, too. I mean, these musicians have to go in and they have to pay to to lay down this music. It costs five, six, seven, eight thousand dollars to to make a, a good quality CD. And so we don't want to, like, get it, you know, I mean, of course, people want to get it for free, but, but don't get it for free. Pay for it. It only costs, like, 99 cents for a song for Pete's sakes, you know? Right. And so pay for the music <laughs> because it is a business. They had to put all the money up front. So um, pay them for it, by gosh. Well, yeah, yeah, it. it's crazy how much, you know, I mean, and that's just the album. Right? You're not even talking about artwork <laughs> or uh, marketing or promotion or travel or, you know, anything else. It's just going in and recording. Or there's no mixing or mastering. Yeah, it gets it gets pretty hefty. The price tag, definitely. Yeah, it's definitely. funny to me that you know people always have this stereotype of like the the musician being broke all the time. It's like, well, yeah, we're broke all the time. <laughs> it's expensive. <laughs> you know, and everyone wants all to download everything, everything for free. <laughs> right. You know, it's like you know, it's funny. <laughs> Go to this live shows, download the music, pay the ninety nine yes. and download the music, buy the merch when you go to the uh to the live shows and support live music. There's wonderful people like Melissa and Jessica and they're putting out what fantastic music and they're fronting the whole thing for our enjoyment and get out and support them. Uh, you know, it's just it's just basic basic stuff. If if we want good music we gotta support it. And, you know, Melissa, yeah. we really appreciate that, that you're, you know, putting out such great quality music. No problem. <laughs> it's what I <laughs> Your pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're we're, we're going to go out. 
<laughs> we're going to go out with Kiss Me, and I wanted, because, again, th th this is another one that's uh, very, very popular. I downloaded this one off of CD Baby today. Um, as a matter of fact, I put my money where my mouth is. I went to CD Baby, <laughs> and I bought, I, I bought my music. So, <laughs> but I, I, I wanted you. you to set this up for us. No problem. <laughs> Can you set up uh, Kiss Me for me? Oh, oh. Oh, Kiss Me. Um, Kiss Me is a song, uh, let's see. It's kind of, it's, it's about relationships and how one minute, you know, you're having this argument, you're you're just, you're fighting or whatever, but, you know, uh, and then the next minute, you're all over each other, you know, how that happens. It's mm -hmm. like, um, mm -hmm. it's just, uh, the chorus is kind of like, you know, when we're fighting, I could break shit, but when you're kissing me, you're contagious. You know, it's like that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm talking about. I, I know exactly. I have two children. Um, all right, so we're going to, uh, we're going to play Kiss Me, and then I will be back in just a minute. Thank you, Melissa, for joining us. And support live music, support Seeing Blind, and um, help help keep quality music pumping. So we'll, we'll be right back. This is Kiss Me by Seeing Blind. Over and over 
with Melissa from Seeing Blind. Her and Jessica will be performing November 16th at the Hard Rock Cafe downtown Seattle in the Seattle Wave Radio's Jam and Challenge. Top four bands. There's been a long playoff, back and forth, judging, voting going on. It came down to the top four bands. Down goes Frazier, Sophia Duccini, Sweet Kiss Mama, and Seeing Blind. Those are the four acts that will be performing Doors open at 7 o'clock, $7 for admission. If you're anywhere in the Seattle area, you're going to want to be at that concert. Tickets are going fast, but last I heard, there was still some available. There's going to be um, some fantastic celebrity judges that you're going to want to, you know, get down there and see as well for that. So it's a wonderful night for music in Seattle, November 16th, market calendars. I'm going to try to have a lot of these acts back on afterwards so that we can go through their music a little more in depth and talk to them um, uh, and, and get to know them even more. But at least for the past two nights, we've been able to introduce you to, again, Down Goes Frazier, Sophia Duccini from Whidbey Island, Sweet Kiss Mama, we just talked to Jeff tonight, Southern Rock, and Seeing Blind, Melissa and Jessica, that gritty power vocal of, of, of these two females, that soulful grit that they put out. All four of these acts are putting out fantastic quality in their music, and they just really deserve to be heard, and they really deserve for you to buy their music. So you can check out um, each one of them online. And really appreciate everybody listening tonight and supporting Seattle music. Have a good night. <laughs> 